ladies and gentlemen, welcome on back to Mind Your Popcorn. I am one of your two hosts, Ricky Uniac. And I am Chuck Clark. Chuck, happy 30th episode. Feels amazing that we made it this far, although not really. It's not that it's not construction work, you know, it's not (laughs) (laughs) it's not that difficult. Yeah, this isn't hard (laughs) manual labor that we do over here. This is this is very easy. Um, In five more years, our podcast will be able to run for president of the United States. So. Look at be on the lookout for that, but. Happy Big Three Zero podcast number 30. Um, and this is probably my most anticipated podcast since we started this way back in February, I think, maybe when we started this. In February sounds right, early March. I think it was February because we recorded the Super Bowl episode of Bush League, which no, would have been right. February. And the inception for this podcast was shortly after that. You are right. Yes, that sort of planted the seed for this, this little baby of ours. Um, So we're finally here. I think I remember in a couple of the first episodes, uh, I think it was our second episode, actually, or maybe the first one we were talking about our most anticipated films of the year. And I'm pretty sure this was on all three of ours at the time. I think this this film that we're about to review cracked all three of our lists. And that film is none other than Spider-Man No Way Home. The third movie in the MCU Spider-Man trilogy. We both got a chance to see it opening weekend. Chuck, you've actually seen it twice. Yes. So I'm going to be counting on you to do a little bit uh, or to probably St- take charge in that re- in, in the recap. Yeah, I'll streamline the recap for Thank sure. God, because there is so much that happens in this movie. Um, yeah. So do we want to just... Do we want to do non-spoiler thoughts first? Right. We'll do like about, let's do, let's say, let's call it about five or so minutes of non-spoiler review. Okay. And then you'll hear my patented call mm-hmm. to know, let people, the people know that spoilers are coming. We here at Mind Your Popcorn give you the courtesy of that, unlike Twitter, where it's just on your timeline, unfortunately, for some people. Oh, yeah. You Luckily, ever see... You you've seen 1917, right? Yes. You know the what the the running scene at the very end where he's he steps up. That was me and all the people running perpendicular to him charging into battle were all the spoilers on social media, and I was just trying to weave in and out of them for the last gosh week now. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh. Luckily, my timeline was pretty cool. I I guess I've got a good one in that sense, at least. Um, so I was lucky in that aspect, but yeah, uh, I I would say that Ricky, you were more hyped for this movie than I was in general. So let's start with you. What, what was your thoughts when you walked out of the theater? Um, I don't know. I didn't form a concrete thought on this movie literally until the next morning. (laughs) Um, that's not really a bad thing. Um, I don't know. It was almost like um, overstimulation. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know any other way to put it for me. Um, Overall, overall pleased. Um, I I really, really enjoyed the movie. It was one of those that the more I sat on it and the more I thought about it, 
and like you know i was seeing people like uh i was reading like you know obviously like people's uh, reviews opinions on the movie everything started to resonate with myself and it's it's all my my thoughts on it have only um uh been more positive as time has gone on i still i haven't got a chance to see it a second time i am aiming to see it a second time either this week or the week after christmas Mm -hmm. um with with my folks so i'm really excited to see this a second time because i i'm you know if you're listening to this podcast i'm assuming you've seen it this is a movie that i would i believe has a lot of rewatchability yeah i i think in years to come the the estimation of this movie is only gonna grow um i think my thoughts coming out of the movie were it was really really good like this movie came in with a lot of hype a lot of hype and for it to basically meet that level um for me i don't know if it quite exceeded it but it met that hype for sure at the rim like jared allen and thank you for that reference (laughs) and it it was first off it was hilarious i mean got it's top five funniest movie in the mcu easily easily hands down um i think it's really i got an emotional story um i think one of the best parts of this movie is that as much as all the talk and all the spoilers and all the other things that were out there were out there the movie still really has a nice narrow focus on tom holland spider-man so yeah uh i really enjoyed this movie i mean i went and saw it twice so that should tell you a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm dying to get into the to into the dirty details of this of this movie. So why don't you go ahead and give us that nice little spoiler warning of yours? All right, here we go. Spoiler alert. You know what? That spoiler alert of yours is going to win us some sort of prize. Nobel Prize, Otto. Nobel Prize. Um, it just gets better and better every episode. This this being the best by far. But, um, okay. So, this movie. Do we want... I don't know. Should we go into, like, a detailed, like, uh, breakdown of where this film takes us? The Wikipedia summary does a surprisingly great job of awesome. of doing it. So I'm just going to go, there's one, two, three, four, five. There's like five paragraphs for the movie. So oh, let's start with Wikipedia. Yeah. Wow. So, Dude, awesome. Wikipedia has really stepped up its game in like the past 10 years. Like, Remember when we were like scolded in school for using Wikipedia as a source, when it was clearly the best source available? It was, well, the key was to not, site wikipedia the site key is to go down to the references right boom 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 hey there's a there's something i can cite <laughs> shaboom um in the okay so movie starts immediately after far from home with quentin beck revealing spider-man's identity basically um what happens um Parker, his Aunt May, MJ, Ned, and Happy are 
all cornered in his apartment, arrested by the Department of Damage Control, who make their return from homecoming. Um, they go through processing, and then eventually he gets out and is cleared of all charges by our first cameo, his lawyer, Matt Murdock. Um, in the first, what, 10 minutes of the movie? Yep. Okay, so I think this deserves a pause. What were your thoughts when you saw that that uh, his little uh, cane of his and then when they finally did the reveal? I was like, oh, oh, so we're going there. Oh, this is happening. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Insert uh, Michael Scott. Again, another great office reference from this podcast. Um <laughs> You know, most hype two minutes of screen time in cinema history, possibly <laughs> for somebody who doesn't show up in the rest of the movie. I mean, he did everything he needed to do. You know, um, I'm a really good lawyer, catches the brick. It it was great. I I didn't see this movie with like a very, very packed theater because I did the private screening with a few of my friends. But I can only imagine the reception in packed theaters opening night when when that scene happened. You know, I went and saw this the first time at a packed theater at 11 at 1150 a.m. close to noon. Mm -hmm. I was expecting a bigger reaction. Not as much. You know, do you think that might be because not as many people are familiar with the Netflix series? No, I think it was just probably because it was a noon showing, and it was just like, I don't know. I mean, it was strange that I was there, so it had to be strange for everyone in that <laughs> theater. You know what I mean? Like, what are we yeah. doing at Friday at 11.50? Like, you know, but I was kind of thinking, like, this has got to be people who took off work to see this movie. You'd think, like, this is going to get some hype. Yep. And I felt like I was the only one that yelled anything at any point. I did not yell until, like, the final act, so... Okay. Cool, and I wasn't cool. obnoxious about it. Um, but yeah. All righty, moving on. So Matt Murdock comes in, says, Your criminal charges are gone, but you know, the court of public opinion is still there. Gets the brick thrown, so they move in with Happy. Then um Tom or I'm sorry, well it is Tom Holland Spider Man has to go back to school. Um, has to endure all that and is trying to apply to go to college. It's his dream to go to college with MJ and Ned. They get rejected from all these colleges because of the Spider-Man controversy around him. Um, So after some thought, he goes to Dr. Strange to try and have him basically cast a spell to get this reversed. Now, he can't go back in time because the time stone is gone. But Doctor Strange says, hey, we can make everybody forget you're Peter Parker. He's like, cool. They go to cast a spell and he like Peter realizes like, oh, wait, I kind of want MJ to remember and Ned should remember and Aunt May should remember and Happy should really remember, too. (laughs) You know, all these people. And that messes up the spell. So. When that messes up the spell, Strange gets pissed tells him you can't be doing this this is super dangerous it almost got out of hand um and then he goes 
you know, and I'm sorry that, you know, you tried everything to get in college. Like you called them. He's like, I can call them. And he's (laughs) like, are you kidding me? And kicks him out. That's the end of the first paragraph. I think that they did a pretty good job. Um, Okay. So one thing the trailer didn't reveal was the reasoning behind why Peter wanted that spell done. It wasn't because he was feeling bad for himself. He, he really felt upset for his friends because Ned and MG, like, like you mentioned, they, they weren't able to get into MIT because of the controversy of just being associated with him. And, that was one thing I appreciated because that was a nice little surprise for myself. I thought that I think that really set the stage for where this movie takes the arc of Peter Parker. Like, I I, I don't know why I'm so hung up on that, but I really, really appreciated that they kept that um, for the movie itself. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely like him doing this for other people is what makes the movie better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What makes the motivation better. Um, Alrighty, moving on. Uh, Peter goes looking for an MIT woman who he gets from Flash, who is accepted to MIT and was trying to, uh, I would say, what's the word? Um, uh, Was flaunting his supposed connection with Spider-Man. He's trying (laughs) to profit off of it. Yeah. By the way, shout out to his publisher getting that book out. Quit. Record time. Record time. I yeah, I, I that thought crossed my mind too. I'm like, it's been what, like a week? Man's already has an entire book. Yeah, well it, let's see, Far From Home is takes place over the summer at some point. Like let's assume it came out July. It takes so the movie takes place in July. School usually starts end of August. So yeah, that's Yeah. Yeah, I mean he is rich, right. so you know, you know. But anyways. So Spider-Man's on his way to find this woman to talk to to get his friends at MIT. Shows up at her car, uh, try, tries to make his argument, and then gets in a fight with, saw it in the trailer, Doc Ock. Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, who yep. starts wreaking havoc on the bridge. Eventually figures out that it's Peter Parker, but that uh, it's not his Peter Parker or something's going on. And Peter's suit. At the same time, A, takes over Doc Ock's arms, and B, saves the MIT lady. And because of that, she's like, I'm going to give your friends and you a second chance at MIT. Just, you know, keep your nose clean, and we'll reconsider. Um, Then the Green Goblin shows up, and before anything can happen, Doctor Strange is like, hey, yo, I got you. And takes them back to his, to the sanctum. Tells them what's going on. Because the spell went wrong, it's bringing in other people from other universes who know who Peter that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, including Doc Ock. And as it shows us, the lizard, Kurt Connors, from the other amazing Spider-Man universe. And says, and Tom Holland's like, I was about to go fight the other guy. And he's like, well, now it's your job to go get him. Peter Parker says, I can't do this without MJ and Ned. They come in. Strange is like, you guys work out of the basement. And as he says, Scooby-Doo this ish. (laughs) And boom, we're off. Which pretty much sets up what happens next, which is 
Peter finds a disturbance out in the woods and finds Electro and Sandman. Jamie Foxx's Electro quickly shows that, like, he still wants to be a villain, kind of feeling it. Sandman is a little more like, I'm a, you know, because obviously he ends Spider-Man 3 more helpful to Spider-Man, so he's more willing to help. Helps him take down Electro. And then Spider-Man sends Flint Marco to the Sanctum 2, much to his chagrin. And then we get a scene with Willem Dafoe where he is, you know, as the Green Goblin trying to fight it, basically. He's back to being Mormon and he's going to go look for help. You want to pause here and recap? Yeah, because this is where the movie starts to get a little jumbled for me. The first time we see Norman, isn't he in the alley? So that's the first time we see him without the mask. Right. Okay. Because you have that shot on the bridge that they, again, Mm -hmm. showed in the trailer, throws the pumpkin bomb, Mm -hmm. um, blows up, and he's, you see him on the glider with like the classic suit from the Spider Man movie. um, Before that, yes. So this movie okay so this movie's two and a half hours long and at this point we're probably what through the first 40-ish minutes 45 minutes maybe it might be longer because it it doesn't feel well yeah i'd say we're like 45 minutes to an hour in i so this entire this entire segment of the movie the the the, the scooby-doo this this crap part where he's trying to capture everybody he's trying to hunt down these these bad guys um it 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 was it was interesting i felt like i don't know if i felt like it dragged on a little too long but i don't know i i sort of felt like maybe it, it was a it was a little little too dragged out but again you have how many villains in this movie and each one of them well how do they get the lizard lizards already captured right yeah, they you start off with Lizard and um, Doc Ock, basically, right, after the okay. fight. Mm-hmm. So he's really only getting um, Electro, Sandman, and then eventually the Goblin. Yeah, I you know, I remember thinking, like, okay, let's pick it up a little bit here, but that's just me. Well, I don't think you're the only person. I have seen people saying that, you know, the movie's not perfect. And one of the things they have issues with is the pacing and like the beginning parts of the movie Mm -hmm. um, for various reasons. So you're not the only person if it makes you feel any better. It does, Um, but okay. So um, two other things that happen. Um, One, all the villains start conversing with each other while they're kind of waiting for Peter to come back with Norman and discussing how their various fates, which for all of them is pretty much death. Um, and then meanwhile, Peter goes to pick up Norman because Norman has showed up to this shelter that his aunt may works at looking for help from Spider-Man and aunt may kind of tells Peter he's got to help. Um, these guys out they have to you know and peter's like no 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 no. i want to go to college i want to have a a semi-normal life again like i'm just going to send them back to their universe and she's like basically imparts on him like you know do you know that's that's selfish 
Um, when Peter gets back, he kind of realizes and kind of feels that same way because he hears how all the villains are going to die. Doctor Strange shows up and is basically like, we're gonna, we're good now. I press this button on this box. Everybody goes back. We're good. <laughs> That's it. And Peter, having been won over by Aunt May, gets in a fight with Doctor Strange in which his astral projection is, he successfully like fights Doctor Strange in the astral projection thing, mm-hmm. then fights him in the mirror dimension, wins, gets the box, gets Doctor Strange's sling ring and traps him in there and just basically tells the villains, I'm going to help you cure you guys if you want, which, by the way, if you don't, you're going to die. So what are you doing? And that's where we go back to Happy Hogan's apartment, which they had moved into earlier as like a secure place. And uh, Peter starts working on a on a way to fix the villains which sets up the second half of the movie um first off what i mean the 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 references the fan service in this movie is like perfect as it has (laughs) been in most mc movies but i gotta say i think my biggest chortle if you will if not full-blown laugh my biggest chortle when willem dafoe is leaning against the wall and says, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. I said, I mean, it was so obvious, but yet it yes. still got me. But I, I had to give nice round of applause. The Raimi quips that they included, so, so <laughs> thankful. Because <laughs> that is one of the redeeming qualities of that first trilogy. Um, I, I'm on the same exact boat. When, when we got that line... Leaned, leaned, leaned in a little bit in my chair. I was like, okay, all right, we're doing this. Thank you. Um, so I, I do want to say one thing. I, I'm not saying I necessarily dislike this, but one thing I didn't quite understand was where this, this strong desire to help others came from, from Aunt May. And it might just be because we haven't spent a lot of time with her character in this trilogy compared to the other two uh, Spider-Man universes. Um, But that like took me a little bit by surprise. I was like, okay, so she's like, I don't know. I I, I didn't really see where they were pulling that from. I don't know if you felt the same way. Yeah, I think that's somewhat of a like, it did, they didn't quite set up a lot in, um, the previous movies Mm. but you know i don't know to me it just makes it it makes character sense like if peter ended up this way helping other people aunt may must have had a minute you know what i mean you know it it really it really started to sit a little bit better with me when i realized what they were doing is that they were really teeing this up for her to be um more of the uncle ben type character to peter in this movie so once we kind of saw that i was like all right that's starting to make a little bit more sense but at first it was a little distracting i was like where where is this coming from but i digress yeah yeah this i think this movie has like i said this movie isn't perfect but i think most of the times that things that you accept it's not like i it doesn't make sense it's just like oh i didn't see that coming but you know 
sure. Mm. You know what I mean? And they yeah. always and they pay it off. So yeah. So, anyways, now we get to Peter showing off his science skills in Happy's apartment. First by curing Doc Ock, and then working on a cure for Norman Osborn and Jamie Foxx's Electro. Unfortunately, A, J. Jonah Jameson's Daily Bugle has followed him to the apartment and is calling the police to come. Which the lizard is already on edge down in his truck because he didn't want to come to the apartment. Makes sense. Uh, you know, don't can't imagine the weight capacity can support all those people up there. And two, uh, as we get uh, extensive shots of Spider of Peter Parker's spider sense in this movie compared to the other ones, Green Goblin has reemerged from Norman's meek demeanor, I'll say, to wreak havoc on this whole experiment. Starts a huge fight in which Sandman, Electro, and Lizard all escape. Doc Ock runs away too after Electro basically blasts him away. And uh, Green Goblin blows up the whole, destroys a lot of the building. And then in a final blow, knocks down Aunt May with his glider in what would be a fatal blow. And before she dies, Aunt May bestows upon Peter the ultimate line, with great power comes great responsibility. She dies, and Peter Parker runs away in the rain in New York. You know, I figured we were going to get that line in this movie. I just did not think it was going to be Marissa Tomei delivering it. I thought maybe it was going to be Happy or someone else who we haven't brought up yet. But Marissa Tomei delivering that line to me, I was like, hmm, interesting. So did it get you? Were you were you sobbing at this moment or no? I'm afraid to say no, I was not. Mm. Um, I I wanted to. I did. I it just it it didn't. It didn't hit with me the first time. Maybe the second time it will, but not the first time. I was, I mean, I was like, this is sad, but I'm not really, I'm not feeling a whole lot. Mm. What about you? Yeah. I was not as sad the first time I watched it, although that was due to extenuating circumstances. I made the mistake of buying a large icy downed it in the first 10 minutes during the trailers. And this was, uh, let me, it came back to hit me right about this moment. Okay. Okay. The second time I watched it, it actually got me a lot more. I don't, I wasn't full on sobbing, but you know, I had the, like her, I had the single tear coming down my face for this moment. Um, but yeah, so, okay, that's interesting. I, I, again, think that's probably more about, like, Aunt May's role in the previous two movies compared to this one. Would you agree? Say that again? That, like, because we haven't gotten a bi- really big buildup of Aunt May in the previous movies, did you? is that why you didn't connect with her death here? 
I don't know. Maybe. Um, it, no, that's probably it. I Because, again, compared to the other two franchises, we've spent the least amount of time with this version of Aunt May. Um, so that's probably it. Okay. Well, after this, um, Ned and MJ decide they have to, they have to try and find him. They're going to, at first they want to push the button, but they have to find him. And Ned discovers he can use the sling ring, Steve, Dr. Strange's ring. So he tries to use it to find Peter Parker. This is the moment, I assume, that really got you. Because instead of finding their Peter Parker, they find two other Peter Parkers, played by none other than Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Yeah, man, this is where, <laughs> this is where the, if, if I'm being honest, this is where the emotion started to, to, uh, like, uh, surface for me. Like, getting that payoff, because again, we... I mean, if you've been living under a rock, you've had probably about um, a 99.9% certainty that we were getting all three Spider-Men together. The way they did it, I thought was great. Um, I've seen some people complaining about like, oh, like Ned just pulled this out of his ass type thing. Um, I didn't. I didn't necessarily agree with that, but the way they revealed these two, I thought was perfect. And I have many a thoughts on our boy, Andrew Garfield that I will save towards the very, very end. Um, but yeah, this is where things started getting good. So they show up. Andrew Garfield makes a hilarious entrance involving bread being thrown at him. <laughs> yep. Gets a cobweb out of the corner, you know, does his little good deed. Toby McGuire show up and they decide they all need to go find Peter, who they find at the top of at his school where um, him and me, MJ had had a moment before. Um, and they have this really emotional dialogue where basically they, you know, Peter thinks they don't know what he's going through. He suffered this giant pain in his life. He's just lost Aunt May. And. You know, his life feels like it's falling apart. They don't know. He, he, you know, they can't know that. And then they tell him, like, no, we actually do know. You know, yeah. for Toby, it was Uncle Ben. And for Andrew Garfield, it's more Gwen Stacy that gets yep. him and his Uncle Ben. They all realize their lives are connected with that line. Great power comes great responsibility. They all vow to basically um, resolve this. So. They, using the high school, come up with a way to basically cure all the villains and decide they're going to have their final showdown at the Statue of Liberty. I'm going to pause again here because this is another one really emotional scene and then a series of more hilarity. You talking about the on top of the high school? From on top of the high school, I'll say to the pre-fight banter you know what i'm talking about where they're all in the yeah. statue of liberty talking but okay. let's so start in, with the in, be in between there is where we get where they're making all of the uh right um yeah okay okay let's we can pause here um 
A plus for the dialogue. A freaking plus for the dialogue between these three characters, obviously being uh, Peter, Peter, and Peter. Um, One, two, I and can't... three, you might call them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, yeah. I can't <laughs> imagine that that was easy to do and making it feel authentic and not just 100% fan service. So bravo to the writers um, and, and, you know, every, really everybody involved in this movie and making in making this feel authentic. I was really, really worried that it wasn't going to that it was going to feel too much like fan service. But once we got out of the uh, well, when we get to the pre fight scene where they're sitting on the Statue of Liberty, that's when I knew I was like, OK, this they did it. They, they got through that part, the whole the, the whole meeting um, and. It all just felt so great. Yeah. Um, I've heard people say that basically this scene is like Tom Holland's best acting they've ever seen so far. I'm not an acting coach, so I'm not going to tell you. But I can tell you this. I think I would probably in my head agree because, I don't know, they made this scene really work, all three of them together, just ex- just sharing their pain. Doesn't quite live up to the Into the Spider-Verse moment for me personally, but, you know, you You know know, how I feel about that. So you have extra liberties, I think, when you're dealing with animation versus live action. But um, they had more characters, too. Yeah, I I, one thing I was really glad I, I remember thinking specifically at this point in the movie was, okay, this still feels like a Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. I didn't feel like, you know, they were like uh, anybody was stealing the show, which I thought also was very, very important for this movie. So I'm again, I just a plus is all around up until this point. I agree. Um, so yeah, we get the scene where they're all, and just some hilarious stuff when they're all making the, different devices um net i love when ned is like asking about his best friend (laughs) i promise you i will never turn into a villain and try to kill you uh okay (laughs) you know i don't know if you caught this i didn't catch it until i saw somebody point out on twitter after i had seen the movie we we got um, a recreation of the pointing Spider-Man meme, the very famous meme from the comic um, where they're all in the lab and then yeah. just calls out for Peter. And they're all like, yeah. And then and then he's like, no, no, Peter Parker. And they all start pointing at each other like we're all we're all Peter Parker here. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was I was thankful for that. Yes. Again. Not as good as another spider but uh, uh <laughs> anyways, um uh throughout that then we get to the Statue of Liberty, some more friendly banter before the fight, talking about Toby Maguire's um in uh in arm webbing yeah. and some of their adventures they've had. Um but you know, one thing I want to talk about also to this point is um, Peter, Tom Holland, Peter Parker and MJ's relationship throughout this movie, mm-hmm. because it really feels like he's trying to hold on to her, like basically most of all. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Um, and to piggyback off of that, shouts out Zendaya because she is really, really good in this movie. Um, I thought I, I would not have expected this to be the movie where her character shines just because of all of the supporting cast, you know, all of the, of, of the callbacks and cameos that we get. I thought this was by far was the best MJ we've seen in the MCU Spider-Man trilogy. I would, I would agree to be fair. She's barely in that first movie. So yeah. And she's really good in the second one, but towards the end, when you really get a chance to like actually be with her character, um, but I thought she was strong throughout the entire movie. And I, again, with all these characters, it, it's hard to stand out in this movie if you're not one of the Spider-Man or one of the villains. Yeah. Um, so now we're finally at the fight. The three, I break this fight down into basically two parts. Um, the first part where they're fighting Sandman, Lizard, and... Um, Jamie Foxx's Electro. Mm. Uh, they all start fighting, but they can't, they're not really working together. Um, Sandman is creating this huge sandstorm, and finally, Tom Holland's Peter Parker is like, we've got to work together as a team. Another great moment where <laughs> Peter, um, Peter one, Peter two, Andrew <laughs> Garfield, Peter three. Oh my God. <laughs> The the amount of joy that those two words out of his mouth gave me. Again, I, I'm saving all of my Andrew Garfield thoughts until the end, but god damn was he great in this. Yeah. Now is that a meme reference? Because I just thought it was funny in the moment. Because but for me that I don't was just think like... it's a meme reference. No, you okay. know what was a meme reference that we didn't well not really a meme, but a reference that we didn't talk about was during the pre- uh, uh, the the game planning stage where we're all sitting on the Statue of Liberty waiting for the villains to show up when um, Andrew and Toby are talking and he has like Andrew has that moment of self-doubt and Toby's like no 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 listen you're amazing like say you're amazing and I realized that that's because his movies were the amazing Spider-Man he's uh, like I need to hear you say it I, I appreciated that yeah I, I agree um but anyways, back to the fight. So they're fighting. They can't really work together. So Tom Holland gets them to come together and basically says, like, trust your spider sense and follow my lead and we'll take them out one at a time. You know, because I was part of the Avengers and they're like, what's that? And he's like, not important, but let's. Um, so they successfully then first they cure Sandman. Then they cure Electro with the help of Doc Ock and then the lizard. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um then all hell kind of starts to break loose because they're finally they've got everything pretty good, and then Doctor Strange comes back. Yeah, he's been stuck in the mirror dimension for twelve hours. Yeah. Rough life. Rough life. Yeah. <laughs> um but he comes back um, and is like, you know, I I see that what you're trying to do is working. I'm happy, but we got to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, right at this moment, Norman Osborn makes his villainous return. Um, uh, 
Oh yeah, he did return at this point. You're right. Okay, I was I got ahead of myself. Well, you know what we should talk about also. There's two great moments um, with Tobey Maguire and Doc Ock and Andrew Garfield and Jamie Foxx. Yes. Where you know you get that mentor relationship with Doc Ock and Peter and Tobey Maguire, where it's like, what? How are you doing? Trying to do better. Tears like my eyes vision got cloudy that that's the kind of thing that I was waiting for were these callbacks to these movies that, you know, I, I I'll speak for myself that I love so much, um, especially Spider-Man 2. When he said that, I was like, OK, all right. Get, get a little get a little choked up. Yeah. And then uh, you get another you get a moment between Andrew Garfield and Jamie Foxx, too, where. You know, they're talking a little bit and Jamie Foxx might say the funniest line to me in this whole movie where he's like, you know, you, you got a young face. And he's like, yeah, he's like, man, you're from Queens. You got a cool suit. You help poor people. Thought you're going to be black. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> man. You got to be a black Spider-Man out there, right? He's like, huh? The genuine apology from Andrew Garfield in that. He's like, oh, dude, I'm sorry. Like, oh, my God, it was great. And I do want to call back to. The second funniest thing that that he had said, I don't think we mentioned this, but when when Tom Holland's Peter originally get like captures him or the, he's talking with him in Sandman and he, in the middle of the conversation, like Peter's talking with Sandman and Jamie Foxx is like, so we're just going to pretend like I'm not butt ass naked right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he's like talking about um, what was happening to him when they're talking about. And the, all the villains talking about what's happening. He's like, I was whooping Spider-Man's ass. I was yeah. overcharging. I was getting all the data. Oh, shit. I was about to die. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to die. Oh, crap. Oh, <laughs> my God. Was like, oh, oh. <laughs> Jamie Foxx being this great in this movie is not something I expected. It was pretty funny. I was, I was, I loved it. Anyways. Yeah. As we mentioned earlier, that's when the Green Goblin shows up, uh, throws a bomb in Doctor Strange's magic box, I guess destroys it and opens up these giant tears in the multiverse and brings down the scaffolding around the Statue of Liberty. Um, They. Ned is about to fall to his death, but the cloak of levitation saves him. Doc Ock saves Jamie's Electro. Flint, I guess, is cool because he's up in the uh, um, crown that's unaffected. Mm-hmm. And um, we get another moment. MJ mm-hmm. falls. Tom Holland's about to save her. And then Green Goblin knocks him out. And she, she for a moment, I thought, Nah, that ain't happening, is it? <laughs> and Andrew Garfield, who we got this set up earlier when he was looking at MJ and Tom Holland's Peter Parker in the lab, mm-hmm. manages to save her, unlike Gwen Stacy, and gets that redemption. Yeah, this was, again, um, another super emotional moment, because when they land, um, he asks her if she's okay, and she says yes. And then you see that he's starting to get a little bit emotional because he's realizing that this was something that he wasn't able to do in his universe, you know, for his MJ being Gwen Stacy. And then she looks and she's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm all right. (laughs) So, again, I 
I thought that that was great. Um, I had a funny feeling that that might have been the outcome when we saw that trailer shot. And just because I was so sure that Andrew Garfield was going to be in this movie, I was like, I wonder if they give him a little bit of a redemption moment and allow him to maybe be the one who saves MJ. You weren't the only one. So yeah. congrats on that. Um, finally, in the final act of the battle, we get a fa- fight between Tom Holland and Norman Osborn's Green Goblin. Um, Norman's taunting him about Aunt May's death. And Peter's like, I'm going to kill you. And after a brief battle, he's about an inch away from doing it. Um, but Toby Maguire's Spider-Man comes in, stops him from doing it, gives him a look. He's starts to calm down. And then green goblin stabs him right in the back. Andrew Garfield throws Tom Holland the cure and then and they're all just sort of and then it's kind of like the moment's over. You think that's it. Cut back to Doctor Strange and we can see the tears in the multiverse kind of coming apart. And Tom Holland's like, I have to go. And Andrew Garfield's like, I will stay here and handle things. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland goes up and Doctor Strange is like, you know. Everything's falling apart. I can't stop them from coming in. And Peter's like, you can if you erase everybody's memory. He's like, it would be like you didn't exist. He says, I know. We have to go say your goodbyes. Mm -hmm. So we get a brief goodbye with the other Spider-Man, which are just hugs. And then he has to say goodbye to MJ. It's quite sad you get a sunset sunrise kiss between him and mj and he tells them he promises them he's gonna go tell them and try and convince them that he they know who he is and uh then dr strange's magic spell goes out and you want to stop there um yeah because there's there's a lot to unpack here at this point and also because I think the last few moments of this movie deserve their own little time to talk about it but so I loved the um the the last little fight the last little brawl with with uh Tom and uh Green Goblin where he's just absolutely losing control. And like you say, he's like, I'm going to kill you myself. Um, I, I loved that. It gets really brutal. I mean, like Peter is like really like not holding back. There are, there's yeah. a couple world combat moves in there. I'm pretty sure. Like it when was, he, it was rough when he came down and like punched and you saw the dent come in. I was like, Oh, he's really, he's this working. Yeah. And He's trying to go Jake Paul on his ass. Oh, oh, unfortunately, unfortunately, no comment. Um, But then for Toby to come in and again, be that that old wise man, um, which is kind of a role he plays uh, in a couple different instances in this movie and to stop him because because he's been through it. You know, he, he thought that he wanted to kill the man who killed his uncle. Um, d- doesn't make anything any better. 
And let me tell you, my jaw hit the floor. I don't know why I didn't see him getting stabbed. I did not see that coming. I should have because it's it's a it's a it's a such a common um common occurrence in action movies. You don't turn your back to the bad guy. And then he gets stabbed and I was like, "Oh my god, they are going to kill him and I'm going to be so pissed." Well, luckily that didn't happen. Yes, thankfully. Thankfully. But um yeah, so did you notice when they show the couple shots of the the sky tearing? Did you catch any of the silhouettes that were there? I saw the rhino. There was Craven. Um a silhouette of Craven. Um there were people saying that they saw Scorpion. Um there was people saying that they saw the Watcher. But the Rhino, Craven, and Scorpion were all pretty um, – you can look up still images of this now. I mean, they're not great quality, but they're all pretty apparent once you actually are looking for them. Well, Scorpion's a little funny because we got Matt Gargan in Homecoming. Right, yeah. So I, a different universe of Scorpion, maybe? I don't know because, again, this, these are all people that knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man still trying to come through. Right. I mean, there's a lot. There are a lot of different, you know what I mean? So we'll see. Um, But anyways, so now we get to the end of the movie. Peter tries to tell MJ. You know, he's got this little note written down who he is. But he can't bring himself to do it, even though. MJ seems to know something's up with this with him. There's a connection. She can un- she understands that it's there, but she doesn't really understand it. Mm-hmm. So she he lets her and Ned, who are f- still friends and going to MIT together, just live their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, Casablanca. He he lets them go. He goes and visits Aunt May's grave, and again with an unaware Happy Hogan has a little conversation with him about her death and her impact and what it means. And, you know, after doing that, decides, you know, we we get from the last scene in the movie, decides I'm still going to be Spider-Man. And that's kind of how the movie ends. Man, you you get that great last swing though. That last swing, he's in the new suit. It's yeah. a more comic book accurate suit with the red and the blue. Um, I thought that was awesome. I I don't know about you because I think the ending is probably been the most controversial point of this movie. I loved it. I mean, let me say this. My only issue with the ending of the movie. I love it because it means they can go in so many different directions with Spider-Man now. It felt earned. It was great emotionally. My only thing is I really wish Spider-Man or Sony and Marvel had held on to like their little play fight a little longer. Actually hold me in suspense about what's going to happen next. Which I guess we still don't know because Tom Holland is also kind of had his reservations about playing Spider-Man in the future. Oh, he signed on for three more movies. Oh, he, he actually signed on. 
Yeah, it, yeah, they they are doing three more Spider-Man movies, like a hundred percent. I'm pretty sure. Because I know Amy Pascal said she wants to do them, but doesn't Tom Holland want to take some time and start a family? Yeah, so that was one of the questions I wanted to bring up. Is because I'm pretty sure. Because okay, first of all, Kevin Feige's already come out and said that they're in production on Spider-Man Four. So I don't know if Tom is saying that like maybe after this next trilogy he's going to take a break, but or or maybe that that's a that's something that they're they're currently you know uh, contesting about or arguing about. Um, negotiating. negotiating. I mean, I doubt they're. I doubt they're going to argue. You know what I mean? Well, They've made a lot of money. I mean, I because I believe because this is not the first time Tom Holland has said that he wants to take a break. He's been pretty outspoken about how he doesn't even know if he wants to act like, you know, if that's what he wants to do with his life. So is this Brett Favre situation? No, God, please. No, <laughs> no. I mean, he's, he's obviously much younger, so that'd be kind of wild. But and know. hopefully a much better human being. Yeah. <laughs> Less, like, you know. Less inappropriate less, images. Less everything, really. Um, I don't know. I, I this movie, I have so many freaking questions about the some plot points in this movie, as well as like the real life, uh, you know, like stuff going on with the actors, like we just talked about. So I don't know what they're gonna do, but I'm pretty sure that they are. He's signed on for three more movies, and I believe what I had read was it's three Spider-Man movies, so another trilogy. A couple Disney Plus projects and one non-Spider-Man movie. Mm. So, I mean, that's a lot. That seems like that's like 10 years worth of stuff right there. I mean, is Tom Holland going to be playing Peter Parker when he's 35? Yeah, that's the thing. He says that he doesn't want to play him when he's 35. Now, hear me out here. Do Is this an opportunity... For maybe live action Miles Morales. Let's go. Again, they plan to do it. He says he wants that. Yeah. Now, yeah, Tom has said that. Now, now, listen. Okay. Sony and Marvel. At the end of the day, they're about the money. With the success that Into the Spider Verse had, I mean, enormous success. For an animated superhero movie. And now all the hype surrounding the sequel. There is a 0% chance we don't get live action Miles. In my opinion. Oh yeah. 100%. Maybe that's what it is. I would love that. Because I think. think Here's what I would hope. I want one full Peter Parker. Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Then you get a fifth one. Where he like dies at the end or something. Six one, you get like archival footage or whatever, and he gets to show up in another. Maybe Daredevil gets a movie and he shows up in that. Maybe he shows up in you know Falcon and Winter Soldiers or Captain America. You know, shows up in some movie. Captain America four could be Captain America four that's in production. We're talking yeah, about Tom Holland, right? Right. Yeah, okay. but I don't know. I don't know if he uh, fits in that universe, to be honest, or in his world. He's not really a spy. I like him more in, like, the New York area. Yeah, so uh, do they do a Kate Bishop series? A, a Daredevil? There's a lot to to. There's a lot of possibilities that they still have. But I think you're right. I think that they could do 
I, I think that I could, I mean, at the end of the day, if Tom Holland's going to do 10 more Spider-Man movies, I'm going to watch 10 more Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. I'm not, I'm not trying to say I wouldn't, but if they're going to do this next trilogy and maybe have that first one of the trilogy be a standalone Tom Holland, Peter Parker, this new version of Peter, where maybe he meets a Gwen. Um, I don't know if they're going to bring Zendaya uh, back or, or, or Jacob Battalion back. And then that fifth movie or that second in the sequel trilogy is him training Miles and we get that. And then we get a standalone Miles Morales movie as that last one. I mean, I don't know how anybody could be upset with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I wish Tom Holland nothing but the best. No matter what he decides, he's got to do what's best for his life. So, you know, if he doesn't, that means not making movies, you know, so be it, man. So let me ask you, um, by the way, we have, we still have not discussed the post credit scene. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Let's do the post credit scenes. I totally forgot about the post credit. One of, okay. All right. This mid credit scene. Hilarious. I, I mean, it, like it's good. It is good. But like, you're telling me that we could have had a sinister six, but the six villain couldn't get out of Mexico and they're just drinking margaritas this entire time. Listen, to be 100% honest, sounds like a great time. Wouldn't it does. <laughs> it really does. Um, and By the way. probably on brand with that character. And you know what's funny? You know, they only brought, supposedly the spell brought in uh, people that knew that Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Right. So how does that work? Because Eddie know. Brock hasn't met Spider-Man, right? He doesn't know who he is. But Venom does, I guess. Yeah, because, listen, there's a lot of questions that I have, like, about that. This sort of leads into Morbius. Like, what universe is Morbius happening in? Because you have Michael Keaton's Vulture, but in the trailer for Morbius, you have Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man on a poster, but you have the Norman Osborn, or the the Oscorp uh, building from Andrew Garfield's universe. So it's like, what what's going on here? Are we just in this smorgasbord of all three Spider-Man universes now? I guess, but guess what's still in the MCU? Yeah. Little piece of the symbiote suit stays behind, so um, I would have to imagine that that's going to be a part of Spider-Man 4. Well, or this this first movie and this second trilogy, whatever you want to call it. I would imagine. And then finally we get a trailer, basically a trailer for Multiverse into Men, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, which was interesting. What, what did you think about that? Looked like a one-minute teaser trailer to me, and I was like, okay. I saw a lot of people who were really hyped to see Wanda basically be in full Scarlet Witch mode. We're going to fi- see Strange fight Evil Strange, which is a different yeah. Strange I'm assuming, than the What If Doctor Strange. That'll be good. Wait, you think uh, it's a different strange than Supreme Strange that we got in What If? Because I thought it was the yeah. same. No, I think it's different because um, he's still got the red cloak. He doesn't have the okay. super tricked out cloak. He also um, that well, also Supreme Strange like is um, you know in that little mirror in that li- you know contained basically. Oh yeah, taking over for the Watcher not taken over he's just watching that fight between um killmonger and ultron oh you're right you're right i I, 
I thought that Strange had taken over for the Watcher at the end of What If. I don't think so. I think the Watcher's still around. Okay. Okay. Could be. I could definitely be wrong. I mean, I'll double check that. But in the meantime, we so also we, get that monster that we, we saw from What If, um, the live action monster. I don't remember the name of it, but that giant octopus looking like thing with the one eye. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we get a shot of America Chavez, I believe, in the trailer. She's there. Um, very interested to see what they do with her character that, you know, with that movie being her first ever appearance. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I, I, when did the first Doctor Strange come out? 2016, 2017? 20. Avengers Infinity War is 18. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok is 17. 17. Doctor Strange is, I believe, 16. Because Doctor Strange was Thanksgiving-ish time. Okay. 2016, I think. So this sequel is five years almost in the making. Um, I think that there is a chance that the hype for Doctor Strange 2 rivals the hype for Spider-Man No Way Home. You want to talk about cameos? That they could do in the multiverse of madness. Um, I mean, the the possibilities, you know, not not to be a walking cliche here, really are endless. Um, but man, that movie seems like, like, how does that movie not end up being a total mess? The trailer to me looked like a mess. I mean, there, this movie could have been a mess. Endgame could have been a mess. Uh, you're very right. I don't know why. I I am just still so terrified of the MCU dropping a ball with one of these, you know, like blockbusters. And I don't know why, because now they have the exact opposite track record. Yeah, but, um, you know, it's still possible. Uh, they've dropped the ball before. Thor the Dark World exists. Well, um, that's, yeah, but like. When's the last time that you've been disappointed in a Marvel movie? I mean, honestly, Eternals. Really? Was because I liked Eternals. I said I liked it, but it was not the hype I thought it would be. You know? Okay. Okay. So that that's fair. That's fair. And that was actually a similar problem where you had all these characters, but you know. Not a lot for each one. You know what I mean? Yeah. We could have had more time with those characters. Um, I don't know. We'll talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness in the months to come because we're only five months away from that movie. That is, I believe, a late May release. Memorial Day weekend? Early May. May 6th. Okay. So we're only about four and a half months away. So... But also, we'll see how the old Omicron feels about that. Omicron. Man, it is hitting Northeast Ohio so hard right now. Um, God, hopefully that, hopefully we're through with this by then. But I've been saying that for two years. Mm. We'll see. Um, any other thoughts on Spider-Man No Way Home? Yeah, I... So I mentioned 
Now, I want to talk about Andrew Garfield, and I, I know we've probably spent a little more time than we had thought we would on just the recap, but there were there were two, really three standouts for me in this movie. Um, Andrew Garfield being the obvious one. Um, the the energy he brings to Peter um, really shows you that he truly loves playing Peter Parker, playing Spider-Man. Um, I hope that this makes people maybe look back on his two movies a little bit differently. Um, and, you know, ho- hopefully a little bit more in a, uh, in a positive light, at least, at least his performance in those two movies. Um, second shouts out is Willem Dafoe. His green goblin is absolutely menacing in this movie. He, I don't know if you saw this, but one of his, um, one of his catches for when they asked him if he wanted to do this again was that he wanted to do his own stunts. So I think Willem Dafoe is like 66 years old and did, they said about 90% of all of his stunts. And I mean, that first fight that he has with uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker in the apartment, in the apartment building. Great. It was awesome. That, and, and, and the second act fight was, was just as good. So I thought Willem Dafoe was great. Um, and then, uh, Jamie Foxx did not expect to enjoy Electro as much as I did. Um, considering how much I didn't feel like I liked him in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. A big turnaround in this movie. Big, big turnaround. And I, I don't know, have you seen any of the rumors circulating that maybe Marvel isn't done with Toby and with Andrew and with Jamie? I mean, I've heard the calls, at least for Andrew. I think Toby, Toby's probably like, guys, um, how old is he? He's in his 50s, right? No, I think he's like mid 40s. But no, I, I, I don't know if Toby would sign on for another project. There are, there are opportunities, though, for, for both of the Spider-Men to come back. Um, Marvel is apparently working on a Secret Wars project. Um, and it's rumored to be with the Russo brothers again. In fact, there's a clip of them being asked about that at the premiere for no way home. Uh, one of the Russo brothers, can't remember which one it was. And, uh, he was very like, I can't really talk about this. It's not announced kind of thing. So I personally would welcome back both of them. I'm there's more options with Andrew, but I have seen the, the online, um, petition for them to do the amazing spider-man 3 which i thought was pretty cool yeah we'll see um maybe you get them in the sony universe although i will say this andrew garfield also 38 yeah but he doesn't look 38 man he still looks like he's 24 i don't know i thought he toby definitely looked a little little older in this one to me I think by design, because this was supposed to be an older version. There's some time has passed. He right, he well, for both like of them, settled down. Right, 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 right. Um, well, he says he's still doing the Spider-Man thing, but he's worked it out with Mary Jane. Andrew, on the other hand, is like also continued, but stopped pulling his punches. So some time has gone by after the end of both their movies. Um. I, I I have one question that I actually promised a friend I would bring up because I don't know the answer to this. 
one of the many questions that this movie brings up is so everybody knows that there's a spider-man still and right. nobody knows who spider-man is as we see from like the uh, the the uh, daily bugle stuff at the end of the yeah. movie does everyone know that he saved the world still I would assume because Happy Hogan also has that moment where they're like, how did you know her? And he says through Spider-Man. Now, or Tom Holland says through Spider-Man. He says me, too. Right. OK. OK. Um, have you seen the. The already established loophole for everybody or for. Yes. Uh, with, yes. With, where where everyone on everyone on Earth will. Yeah. And there's people off Earth, but the the vibe I got, like even in the Wikipedia description, it was everyone in the universe. So that was my understanding was, you know, it's it, yes, Samuel Jackson's off in space, but he's still going to be affected by the spell. So is Captain Marvel and Tiana. Well, Tiana Paris never knew. So weren't you know. Peter's exact words though, like everyone on Earth? Yes. So how are people saying that it's going to affect everybody off world then? Because that might have been a turn of phrase from uh, Doctor Strange, not like the math of the spell. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Okay. So are are you saying that there people have said for sure that Nick Fury will not know who he is? I mean, I don't think anyone said for sure, but I think the general understanding is, yes, Nick Fury is also affected by the spell. Mm, that's upsetting. Uh, well, here's my question, though. Yeah. My question would be, OK, maybe so Nick Fury doesn't remember that he's Spider-Man. But if he's got a flash drive on there that says, like, in case of memory wipe secret identities he could i guess just rediscover it right i guess i have they ever hinted at anything like that before no but i mean he's nick fury yeah it seems i that seems kind of on brand for him having something like that i don't know i i'm i don't know what's gonna happen Uh, one thing i do want to mention since we have the hawkeye finale um tomorrow since this episode is going to be airing on Tuesday. Indeed. What is the likelihood you would say of a Spider-Man reference in the finale? Because that last swinging moment in no way home, you see that that tree is lit up. And so it's taking place at the same time, at least that final swing as the Hawkeye series. Yeah. In the same general vicinity. Yes. And we get, we're getting a Spider-Man freshman year. Yeah. Um, next year, right? Yeah. So, you know, him making an appearance, not out of the question. Although if it does, I think it would be more offhanded. I think it would be in passing. Um, now are we going to get Charlie Cox's daredevil in this finale? I doubt it. I would be pretty stunned. I don't know. I might be full hype trained now and be like, right, we might get an appearance. <laughs> Dude, talk about a role reversal. Me not thinking that this is going to happen and you and you 100% on the train. Maybe. I just feel like that would be a lot for a finale because there's still a lot that they need to do in that show 
to wrap things up. Um, you know, throwing in Charlie Cox. And again, I, one thing that I, I keep coming back to is this is not the original timeline. Like these, when, when they were writing these shows in, in, in this movie, they did not know that these were going to be airing at the same time. So unless they did some reshoots, like Hawkeye was not supposed to drop when they were filming alongside No Way Home. If you go back and look at their original release schedule before all the delays and whatnot, No Way Home was supposed to release like in August, maybe of 2020 or 2021. And Hawkeye was supposed to be like well before it. Uh, I'll go with it. I don't know. <laughs> time time lost all meaning for me. <laughs> Since I've yeah. been working midnight shift, it's just it does feel like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyways, um, I I don't know. I think we might get I. You know what we might get? We might get a line like Kingpin standing over like Hawkeye or something and being like, you know, you're not the only devil I faced or something like that. Yeah. No, I wouldn't be shocked if there's a reference. Um. I. And I'm not saying that I don't want a, you know, a Charlie Cox appearance, but I think that would just be a lot, especially for the finale of, of, uh, of, of this series. So who knows? I've been, if there's one thing I've been with Marvel, it's wrong. So we'll see. All righty. Anything else to add before we end this review? No, I don't think so. I mean, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, if I, we don't normally do like out of 10 rankings, but I'm curious to hear yours. Like if you had to give this movie a rating out of 10, um, where I does would, it land for you? It's about a nine out of 10. I, you know what? I'm kind of on the same exact boat. Um, are you jumping on the bandwagon of greatest Marvel movie of, of all time? Oh, no. Hold okay. On. Slow yeah. your roll folks. Now I'm on the exact Black same Pan boat as you. Black Panther, Guardians 1, Civil War, Winter Soldier. Come on now. You're Come putting now. all those Endgame, ahead of No Way Home? Endgame and Infinity War? <sighs> Come on. Get out of here. Get out of here. It ain't top five. It doesn't It doesn't crack. I think it cracks my top five, but I don't think. Not my top five. five. Not my top five. No. Well, it's my number two live action. It's my number one live action Spider-Man movie. I will say no, that. Okay. Okay. But come on now. Not not top five and maybe top ten. It might maybe top ten. I would have to look at because I just named what seven? Because I went Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, Black Panther, Guardians One. That's six. That's six off the bat. Ragnarok? That's probably above it, yeah. Hmm. The other ones I think that are in consideration for that eight through ten spot. Let me just off the top of my head. This uh, might be my number five. I, I think this is going to end up somewhere in that eight through ten range because the other ones that are coming up, Guardians two, which I I really like actually. I, I think some people aren't as high on Guardians two. I I like Guardians two. Um, a the first Avengers and Iron Man. Um, 
I'd put it above at least. That's uh, it's up. You know what I mean? It, this, it would be a debate. I'd have to okay. I'll have to do a debate for eight through ten and the rest of the rankings. But um, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. I had pretty much the same exact reaction that you had to that question when I saw people on Twitter and social media saying greatest Marvel movie of all time. I was like, listen, I enjoyed the movie as much as the next guy. And Lord knows I was as excited about this as anybody. But come on now. I mean, we've had some absolute masterpieces um, in Infinity War, in Civil War. Um, my opinion, Ragnarok, um, Endgame, Winter Soldier. So, like, uh, maybe down the road it, it might rise on some people's list. But I it's I don't think it's ever going to be in... in um, uh, in in discussion for greatest in my book. No, it didn't quite hit that high for me. I can see why a lot of people would say that though, especially if they're like haven't followed any news. Like if you just went into this mer- somehow lived under a rock, went into this movie Cold Turkey. I can see how you can. I I I but I I just I can't imagine who that person is. I well, can't imagine. Also- <laughs> like I'm I'm pretty sure that there was a decent chunk of people that saw this movie that aren't 100% caught up on the MCU more so than any other Marvel movie recently, you know, like because they had heard rumors of all three Spider-Man being in it. People who are just Spider-Man fans are just like, oh, I'm going to go see this. Probably people who hadn't even seen the first two Tom Holland Spider-Man movies were like, oh, Toby might be in this. I got to go see this. Or, oh, Andrew might be in this. I got to go see this now. So for those people, I could see them being like, oh, yeah, this has got to be the greatest Marvel movie of all time. Right. But no, 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 no. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you're wrong. It's not. I'm just saying that's not my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But, yeah. Let's let, let's wrap this up. Um, So our next episode, we have the finale of Hawkeye tomorrow. We also have. Are you planning on watching the new Matrix movie? I've really gone back and forth on this. Okay. Okay. I'm willing to do it. Well, how about this? How about if you get around to watching it and you want to review it, we can. Because I'm going to be watching it. If we feel that it's not worth a review, I do have an idea for uh, an episode that I think we should do either before the new year or maybe right after the new year. And just like, uh, you know, top things we watched in 2021, sort of, you know, and we'll just go through our rankings and we'll we'll discuss that. But um, we'll for sure be back. What do you want to do a Hawkeye episode later this week or do you want to save it for next week? No, let's do it this week. OK, cool. All right. So we'll do it this week. Um, we'll, we'll be back with the uh, the Hawkeye finale review. And then hopefully we'll have a better idea of what the rest of the year is looking like and going into the new year for you guys. So for everybody who's listening up to this point, we thank you. Um, you know, this was an episode that I probably, uh, you know, my hype leading up to this probably sounded like a broken record. It was all I could talk about for a, a decent chunk of time there. But I finally got to it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the movie. 
Um, we will be back later this week with the Hawkeye finale. If you haven't already, if you're listening to us on Apple, go ahead and give us a review. Um, rate us, you know, you know, five stars if you like what you hear, or rate us one star. Um, if 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 you feel we deserve that, hopefully you don't. But you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Mind Popcorn. You can follow us on TikTok. We are at Mind Your Popcorn. Chuck, anything you want to say before we sign off? Um. Stay safe out there, folks. Yeah, it's uh, it's brutal out there. Yeah. Ooh, All right. Stay. Yeah. Just get we'll, boosted. Get boosted if you can. Get boosted. Hopefully, everybody. Um. Well, we'll talk to you before Christmas. But, um, in case you don't listen to our Hawkeye finale, I hope everyone has a great Christmas, and we will be back soon. Yeah.